Stand with us this morning as we worship the Lord. Praise. 
Amen. You may be seated this morning. Right, if you have your Bible, let's go to John chapter 14. We're taking a little break from Hebrews this morning as we take communion this morning. John chapter 14, be pretty familiar to you, I think, the scripture 1 through 3. While you're turning there, we're going to make a focus on prayer, and we're going to do this up until Easter. And if you have a hard copy of announcements, I want you to really look at that. I'm not going to go through all of it right now, but every week we're going to put a focus on prayer. Um, I'm just going to read the first couple sentences of the announcements uh, this morning. Our, our denomination is doing 40 days of continual prayer leading up to, to Easter. Our church, First General Baptist of Truman, is signed up for a 24-hour period on April the 9th. So there are 40 General Baptist churches uh, that, are, that have, have signed up for a 24-hour span, and our church is one of those, and we've signed up for April the 9th. So on April the 9th, we're going to have a 24-hour have prayer, cons- constant prayer, and we're asking you to sign up for, for a 30-minute time slot, and you can do that on the... Uh, on bulletin board on your way out or your or your way in uh, but anyway we'll keep continue to announce that uh, on the screen uh, I've been told you can see this live but if you're watching online you you can't see this but this is a I guess you call it a screenshot of our website and what I want to say about the prayer event uh, we already talked about how we want we're going to be praying con- praying continually for a 24-hour period, these are things to pray about. So if you have a prayer request, you can go to our website, and if you're live watching this, up in the right-hand corner, just tell us who you are and put the request that you have. You can do that that electronically. Uh, Also, if you would prefer, on your right, there's a plate... And it's always there on the, this would be the, be the south side of the stage. Uh, there's a pen and paper there. You can supply your own. You can just make a note. If you'd rather write out a prayer request that, that you have and uh, put that in that plate. Now, we've got until a- April the 9th. We've got, we've got time. But we really, we really want to focus on, as far as I'm concerned, this is pretty much what we're going to do until then. We're going we're gonna to pray. We're going to think about prayer. We're going to we're we're going to pray. So if you want to submit your prayer request uh, with paper, if you want to submit your request uh, on online, you can you can do that. We'll uh, make a make make a list of those, and it gives us uh, when we come to April the 9th and we have have our 30 minute time slot, give us things to to pray for. Also on the website and, and also on the table in the back, we'll have more of these. Our denomination has sent out uh, sent out prayer requests too, and so you're you're wel- welcome welcome to use that. Of course, uh, just want to give us uh, some things to think about in in prayer. I tell you, I cannot think of a better time, more needful time. And in the weeks to come, I'm, I know you're going to feel like I'm pushing you, and, and maybe, I, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe it will seem that, that way. Uh, 
but I think that's what I'm supposed to do. If, if you're not already focused, and if you don't already see, if you can't look around you and see the need for prayer, you need to open your eyes, okay? You're just not seeing it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm convinced of the need for it. I'm convinced that the devil doesn't really care about a whole lot of other things that we do. It doesn't threaten him. It doesn't uh, assail him. He, doesn't, he just doesn't care about a whole lot of other things that we do. I think he does care when we pray. And so if it bothers him, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, okay? And uh, we, I, I believe it's important. I'm convinced it's, I'm convinced it's important. I'm convinced it changes people's hearts. It changes the situations. Uh, i tell you who it really changes when I pray is it changes who? It changes me. And, and I need that as much and, and more than anyone. So uh, I want you to sign up. And uh, I, want you, I, w- I want to do this like we do our youth group when they eat pizza. Uh, when we feed our youth group p- pizza, we tell them, go through and take two slices, then come back again. All right? So uh, may- we might even do a thing on the, on the bulletin board with pizza. But I-, I want you to go through, sign up for one 30-minute slot, and if there's some left, then, then come back. Okay? So... Uh, there's no one, hardly, hardly anyone in our church who can't do this, okay? So I'm, I want the adults to sign up. I want the, I want the children to sign up. There's, no, there's nothing that says a, says a child can't do it. So there's just hardly anyone in our church that can't do this, all right? So week, week by week, I'm not going to let up. I'm not going I'm, I'm to stop. You're going to uh, hear about prayer every week, okay? All right, uh, John chapter 14, getting ready for communion. John chapter 14, 1 through 3. I was sitting in our house getting ready for bed last Sunday night, and this message came to me. Last Sunday was one of those days. I'm not complaining at, at, at all. This is my job, and I, and I love my job, uh, and I was doing my, my job. Last Sunday was one of those days where just got inundated with uh, need, uh, prayer need. Would you pray for me? Would you help me? Would you pray for, pray for me? I, I'm not complaining about that. I love that. That's my job. I love, I love my job. I'll get mad. I will never get mad at you for coming to me with a need. I'll get mad at you when you don't, okay? If I find out that you were in need, and you, one, one fella told me one time that, and I, I would never know this if he told me, he said he drove by the church four times and didn't come in and talk to, to me. I said, what in the world, what, why? He said, I was afraid. I was afraid. So I drove by the church four times but never came in. So I slapped him, you know, and this is what you do. No, I'm kidding. You know that. I, it'll make me mad if you don't come in. Okay, it'll make me mad if you don't call. Anyway, so last Sunday was just one of those days where just uh, overwhelming. Okay, so sat in my uh, chair getting ready for bed, like all like all men are supposed to do. You go to sleep in your chair, then you go to bed. 
Okay, that's how men men do it. Uh, so just about ready to go. And this 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 message came to me. The thoughts and all those in my head. Uh, simple word from the Lord. And most of those words from the Lord that come to us, and many of you know this, is very simple, very short. One of those very few times, and and you've you've heard it too, when the Lord speaks to you. And it's so plain, it's almost audible. It's not, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but he has spoken to me through his spirit. And sometimes it's so plain, it's it's almost like, who said that, you know? And the word to me was, keep your head up. Keep your head up. And we know what that means. And I literally started keeping my head up. I know that's not what it, it means, but it, but that that helps too, really does. And I I could get off on that. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Now I needed it on Sunday, and I had no idea what the week was going to bring. But I'm glad he told me that. Keep your head up. I've been thinking a lot. It's not in John, but thinking a lot about the scripture in. First Samuel, where David and his men, they're at Ziklag, and they go off on a raid, and so while they're gone, somebody raids, some the enemy raids Ziklag and takes David's wives, children, everybody's wives, children, stuff, steals it all. The men come back from the raid, David's men come back, and David's with his men, and everything's gone, and Ziklag's burned. They've lost everything. And the men are now talking about stoning David, and that famous verse, I love the verse, I use it a lot. And David said, I encouraged myself in the Lord. Because it wasn't anybody else. So I encouraged myself in the Lord. What's another way of saying that? Keep your head up. Keep your head up. John chapter 14, 1 through 3. Now, I picked this with communion because oddly enough, uh, on a communion message you would think I would pick a gospel that actually records it John doesn't John from John 13 John 13 we're in John 14 but John 13 is the famous uh, foot washing and some of you would pronounce it foot washing but it's foot washing service and that goes with communion that's in John 13 so from John 13 on to the rest of the the book down to John 21, that whole segment is the last night of Jesus' life, the crucifixion, the burial, the resurrection, and then talking with Peter on the seashore. That all happens from John chapter 13 on. So John doesn't record the communion, the, the taking the bread and the juice. He records the foot, the foot washing that went with it So John 14 is Jesus talking to his disciples right after that. So this is a conversation with Jesus and disciples right after taking the bread and the juice, the the last supper. So here's some of the things, just three verses of the things that Jesus tells his disciples. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, 
He had just told them he's leaving, and he had told Peter immediately above it that, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. So all this bad news, really bad news. And in the midst of that, he says in John 14, 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Matt, we're going to go through all three. When we get through with verse 3, come back immediately to verse 1, if you would. And Jesus continues, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I've told you, I go to prepare a place for you. That's where I'm going. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Okay? And immediately back to verse 1 again. Let not your heart be troubled. Keep your head up. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. How on earth, I think sometimes to myself, how on earth do, am I able to, am I going to do that? Let not your heart be troubled. Don't worry about it. Keep your head up. Don't let your heart be troubled. Isn't that so much easier said than done? But in the verse, he tells us how it's done. This is how you do it. And it's not easy. And if you, uh, I'm going to tell you something you already know. Growing in the Christian faith, and it's, there's nothing really that easy about it. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe. Right there in the same verse. How do I do that? Believe. If you're looking at your outline, uh, the next phrase or the next screen, Jesus is working on a plan for you right now. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus is working on a plan uh, for you right now. Jesus is working on a plan for you right now. Now, you may not know it. You probably don't know it. You, don't, you may not see it. You probably don't. But Jesus is working on a plan for you right now. How do you not let your heart be troubled? Believe. You've got to learn to believe. You've got to learn to trust. B- believing is easy if you can see it. Believing is easy if you already know how he's going to do it. If, he, if, if you already see the end from the beginning like God does, then it's easy to believe, but that's not who we are. We're not God. We're not like God in that way. He's withheld that from us. So let not your heart be troubled. How? Believe that Jesus is working on a plan for you right now. Now, when I think about that, Jesus is working on a plan for you right now. My first thought is, yeah, I I mean, I know it. I I know that's what God's word says. I go to prepare a place. He's working on a plan for, for me right now, but I don't know what the plan is. I know that. Believing is trusting in this issue of faith when you cannot see, when you don't know it, when you can't see it. You have to learn to believe it anyway. Now, let's go, we're going to go to a story in Mark chapter 9. You're welcome to turn there with me. This will also be on the 
screen. I'm going to read it out of my Bible here. Mark chapter 9. This is one of my favorite stories and one of the stories in the Bible that gives us a huge amount of instruction and answers a lot of answers a lot of things for us. Mark chapter 9 is uh, in this section of it. Jesus and three disciples have been up on the Mount of Transfiguration. And while they're up there, while they're away, the other nine disciples are down in the valley. And a man has a demon-possessed son. And he brings the demon-possessed boy, probably a young boy, to the, the nine disciples. Jesus is not there. And they ask the, the man, ask the disciples if they, if they will, if they can, cast the demon out of his son. They try. Now, they've done this before. This is important. They've done this before. They try to cast the demon out, and, and they can't. So Jesus comes down from the Mount of Trans, Transfiguration, the, other, the three disciples with him. So now they're, they're all down. So there's 12 in, in him. And uh, Jesus asks, what's going on? All the commotion, all the crowd. What's, what's going on? Why are you here? What's wrong? And that there is the conversation. We just have a... a couple quick things that we'll read in 22 through 24. This is the father of the boy talking to Jesus. Verse 22, and the father says, and often he, Satan, has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. I like this verse, this part of the verse. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. When we have our prayer time, I want you to remember that. It's, that's, that's honest. I don't know what you can do. I don't, I don't know what you can do. When we go through the prayer time, when we do our 24-hour prayer time on April the 9th, I want you to get honest with God. I don't want, to, I don't want you to talk to Him in stilted language and pray the way you think you should pray uh sometimes we've just got to get down and tell the lord what's really on our mind and heart be 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 honest with him if you can do anything i don't know what you can do but if you can do anything have compassion on me have compassion on us and help us that's the plea from a father for his son i i, I need you to feel that, okay? And that's how you come to the Lord in prayer. Getting ahead of myself, but Jesus said to him, if you can believe, if you can work on that, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe. I've got a demon-possessed boy. Believe. I've got, okay, believe, okay? Then 24, love this verse. There's so much theology in what this dad says. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Isn't that great? That has taught me so much. I, I believe, Help thou my unbelief. I believe, but I'm not believing enough. 
right. Because there are levels of belief. And the Lord, what is God doing? He's trying, I don't know what he's doing. Specifically, there's no way I can tell you exactly what he, all he's doing. I can't tell you all he's doing. But I can tell you part of what he's doing is when he's working with you and, and there's this great temptation and legitimate reason to have a troubled heart. I mean, you have a troubled heart because there's trouble. That's why Jesus asked the disciples in the boat, why are you so scared? Because we're sinking. That's why we're scared. I'm scared because I'm sinking. Peter, Jesus, save me. We have a troubled heart because there's trouble. And Jesus is teaching us. One of the things I know he's doing is teaching you to believe more. And this is how he gets that done, by trouble. I believe, I, I, I do, I believe, but I, man, that father of that boy hit that theological nail right on the head. I believe, but I don't believe enough for this one. And we're going to get it. Go ahead and look at verse 29. I don't believe enough for this one. This is different. Uh, the disciples, after, the, after Jesus heals the boy, sends the de demon out, the disciples get together and they have a meeting and they ask Jesus, why couldn't we cast him out? We've done this before. Why couldn't we cast the demon out? And Jesus said to them, to the disciples, this kind, you see that? This kind. This kind of demon can come out by nothing but by prayer and fasting. What's he mean? This kind of demon is different. You mean there are different kind of demons? Absolutely. There are levels of demonology, and this is not what the message is about. But there are levels of need. There absolutely are. And the things that we may have faced last year, are not what we're facing now. And what the Lord saw me through two years ago, or that thing that he got me through back then, that's great, and that's something to praise the Lord for, but that's not today. This kind, this day, this trouble, this problem, this burden, this care, it's different. I've never faced this before. Why? What's God doing? I don't know specifically, but I do know this. He's increasing your ability to believe by increasing the need. There, the, the last screen that we'll have, levels of need lead to levels of belief. It's as simple as that. You cannot have your faith increased. You cannot have your belief increased until your need increases. You don't need faith until... <laughs> you may want to write this down. This is really deep. You don't need faith until you need faith. You cannot build faith without needing to. You will not... You will not... Build faith without needing to build faith. 
People will not change until they need to change. Why? We're so comfortable. The message is not about change. This is just an, just an example. People will not change until they need to change. They will not change until they have to change. You will not grow in faith until you have to. What's God doing? He's increasing your faith. How's he doing that? By increasing your need. That's how he's doing it. This kind won't come out the way you used to do it. The, you, you, won't, you won't beat this one with the kind of prayer you've been praying. I want April 9th to be a new kind of prayer for you. You need to learn to pray more. You need to learn to pray differently. You need to learn to pray more effectively. And I guarantee you, one way to get you on your knees and praying is what? Need. When your son is demon-possessed, every father wants to get on their knees and pray. That causes that father to get down. He had never faced anything like this before. I believe, the father said, I believe he did. I believe he does. But never like this. Never like this. What's God doing? He's increasing your faith. How's he doing it? By increasing your need. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm right there with you. I know this is true. I'm not guessing this is true. I don't just think this is true. I don't need a, I don't need a, a, a doctrinal book to tell me this is true. The Bible makes it very, very plain to me. And not only that, by experience, because I'm experiencing it right now. Going through stuff I've never been through, going through need I've never seen bef bef before. But I tell you what, you can sit in your chair getting, getting ready for bed and the Holy Spirit can speak to you. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Jesus would say, keep your head up. I'm right there with you. Okay? I'm right there with you. I'm working on a plan for you. I'm asking you to believe. I'm asking you to believe, the Holy Spirit says. Without seeing, without knowing how it's going to end, I'm asking you to believe. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe. I'm going to ask the band to come up. What we're going to do is get ready for taking communion, and we always pray before we do that. And so I'm sorry, somewhere along the line, the, uh, the live stream will end, and we will get ready to pray. And if you're watching online, God, God bless you and, and hope to see you, see you again soon. Uh, we're going to pray. And uh, one thing I didn't talk about, we usually do with communion, is getting ourselves ready, getting ourselves right, uh, praying before we take the Paul said it this way to examine yourself to examine yourself and then take and so I want to include that too also but with that what's heavy on my heart is exactly what I preached I want you to believe and no matter what's going on I want you to know that 
God's working on a plan. And I want you to believe. And I want you to learn to grow in faith. I want you to learn to pray. I'm going to ask you to stand. And the altars are here. Whatever the need is, you need to just come and examine yourself. Make sure that everything's right before we take. If you're burdened down with a troubled heart and just need to lift your head up, just keep your head up. If you're having trouble doing that, you need to come and pray. Whatever the need might be while our band sings and plays, uh, we invite you to come and pray. Hear the voice of love that's calling There's a chair that waits for you And a friend who understands Everything you're going through But you keep standing at a distance In the shadow of your shame But there's a light of hope that's shining Won't you come take your place And bring it all to the table Nothing he ain't seen before For all your sin, all your sorrow and your sadness There's a Savior and he calls Bring it all to the table He can see the way you carry The fears that hold your heart But through the cross you've been forgiven You're accepted as you are So bring it all to the table It's nothing he ain't seen before For all your trials all your worries and your burdens There's a Savior and He calls Bring it all to the table Bring it all You can bring it all Come on in, take your place there's no one who's turned away All you sinners, all you saints Come right in and find your grace Come on in, take your place There's no one who's turned away All you sinners, all you saints Come right in and find your grace And bring it all Table. It's nothing he ain't seen before. All your sin, all your sorrow, 
There's a Savior and a cause. Bring it all to the table.